0: Now this is episode 136 for May 27th, Chance Watson and Molly Roberts. Molly Roberts coming at you with the news today. And this episode is brought to you by Hecla Mining Company. Hecla Mining Company is a leading low cost silver producer with operating silver mines in Alaska, Idaho, and Mexico, and is a growing gold producer with operating mines in Quebec, Canada, and Nevada. They are the largest primary silver producer in the U.S., responsible for one third of the silver produced in our nation. Their philosophy is to operate mines safely by promoting a deeply rooted value based culture, leveraging mining skills developed over the company's long history, and by innovating new practices. To learn more about Hecla Mining Company, please visit Hecla mining.com I know they're like everybody else they are also hiring and mm-hmm. you can find all their job listings on heclaminingcom there you go they might need somebody to uh fight the crab people
1: crab people crab people I don't
0: know if you this. I don't know if you know <laughs> I don't this know if I could fight
1: crab people so like
0: when we, like half the staff down at the lucky Friday like half of them are actually miners like signed to protect the miners from the attacking crab
1: people. <laughs> right, yeah. Like
0: that is that is I and I didn't know if you knew that, Molly. I
1: did, actually you know, you growing did know up that. here okay, right. I have uh friends who have fought the crab people. Mm-hmm. So yes. I I am aware of You have that. to uh qualifications
0: <laughs> for the job. You can't be allergic to shellfish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> shellfish. It's not, it's not. You can't. Allergy. You no. honestly can't, I mean, what would be the point? Right. Absolutely. If fighting the crab you have if you have a shellfish. Right. It, ma- allergy? it makes you a liability, <laughs> honestly. Absolutely yeah, we not. can't do that. Other than that, that's really the only requirement. Also
0: explains why uh, <laughs> uh, they ship so much butter up there.
1: <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of uh, crab feasts here in the Silver you know, Valley. you know, after... if, if, if
0: Hecla was smart, they would get into not only. Uh, not only mining, but uh, exporting of seafood yeah. for the Ew. for the crab. That's people. true.
1: That's a good. That's pretty good business yes. decision, I think, for Akla. <laughs> you know,
0: open up a, a restaurant sixty one hundred feet below the surface of the planet.
1: Okay, now that I could maybe. Be okay, into. all right,
0: here we go. So we find an old mine, right? Yes. And we open up a restaurant
1: underneath,
0: underneath, yeah, underground
1: okay i think we have something here we could call it, we
0: could call it cash cow because that's what it is
1: <laughs> it would it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay yep all right yep. we've got some connections we can make this happen <laughs> we like know.
0: i feel like we need to be making some calls because if not someone's gonna listen to this and start and, making those and calls do,
1: exactly so yeah. um, this is trademarked, trademarked right, uh, we, right now uh, we are just straight. That was me yeah. trademarking. That was it, if you right heard there. the keyboard claps, yeah, I, yeah. we have a trademark on- Just uh, like a
0: hacker in a movie.
1: <laughs> Enhance. <laughs> trademark. 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 <laughs> all right, you guys, don't worry. I have it trademarked, and we are good to go. All end. right, so all right, that's good. I'm glad. No one else steal our, if you do, we can sue we, you because it's trademarked. We can, sue, we you can. We sue you. Thank you. We will you. sue you
0: with, with the lawyer that I do have.
1: Yeah, me too. We That's, both have lawyers. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, my, my lawyer uh, also is a vigilante.
0: Oh. Oh, is that so? <laughs> yeah. Is it? Is it also possible that he's blind?
1: He is blind.
0: Whoa, what a weird coincidence. <laughs>
1: it's very weird. huh? But he's a great lawyer. I didn't so, know that he was
0: taking contracts outside of Devil's uh, <laughs> Kitchen. Outside like Devil's
1: Kitchen, you know. Sometimes he takes a special case, and when he really gets, crab he people. gets heated about trademark right. issues. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Crime... And trademark issues, <laughs> yeah, he really are I what Matt Murdoch does best. I don't know
1: why Matt Murdoch really has a hankering for what? those trademark cases. So but...
0: explain to me that for a second. Like Daredevil's going to Disney Plus. Yes, it's not a Netflix thing anymore.
1: Yes, because Marvel is owned by Disney, right? So okay. then they have the rights. And so to... is that coming out soon? Um, I'm not sure about New Daredevil
0: that. show coming out.
1: I hope so. I did like the Daredevil. He did. Show. He did
0: a, It's okay. The, the my problems with Daredevil are like he does struggle from the, or maybe it was just the show on Netflix. Like I think after like the fourth episode where we're like, okay, he doesn't kill people. I get it. Like it's like Batman. We're like we're like hit over the <laughs> head with it. Like I don't sure. I don't kill. It's sure, like all sure, right, sure, 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 got sure. it. And then seeing it doesn't help. Like I don't know. Maybe maybe some people loved it because of this, but I stopped watching like after when the Punisher came in because it's like. Punisher just making him look like like let's let's just use the Punisher. Like uh-huh. Punisher Well and then is, they did
1: make a Punisher show though.
0: Right. Which is so good. Punisher hey, the Punisher gets stuff done. Yeah. No, I right? get
1: I I think the
0: How many times has the Joker broken out of Arkham? Like <laughs>
1: way too many times like the
0: security on that place is security just abysmal
1: co- well they probably have staffing issues as everyone does it's uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's,
0: it's like a dodgeball thing where, like where you got hit and all the joker has to do is like go back and touch it and then he yeah, can come back he's like oh, he can come back into the game
1: uh, touch the back leave, wall and you can come back right like yeah well i hope those of you who don't follow uh comics follow that Conversation. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. That might be might be way off your radar for everybody. Uh
1: but I did look it up, and a Daredevil Disney Plus series is in the works. Perfect. So, and it's
0: got that same actor from the it. The
1: thing that sort of worries me sometimes with things moving to Disney Plus is that Netflix was able to make it a little bit dark and gritty and violent, where it does I just that Disney Plus wants to stay. I mean, they have they've done like uh WandaVision. They did some sort of, but it's still it's still Disnified, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's not the dark,
0: no. gritty.
1: No. And that's what I worry about. Well, Marvel's that, never
0: been dark and gritty. Well, okay, I mean they can be, they but they can be. But, you know, 90% of the time. That's, where that's sometimes more of a DC. Thing. We
1: do have the Daredevil, Sure. The, uh I mean they're you are correct. Like the Avengers, the Avengers are very wholesome, almost yeah. compared to the Justice League. Right? They're they're wholesome, right. right? Where where their stories are not quite as dark and so yeah. That's we'll see. We'll Makes see what uh, I I don't have. You know, I'm not like a I I have a daredevil, Matt Murdock. T-shirt. Okay. However, as far as you know,
0: you know what? You know what? Superhero from the DC universe that does need redemption? Hmm. Green Lantern. Oh, poor Green Lantern. That that I, you know, too bad for Ryan Reynolds. Who uh, destroying who that, but... Green
1: Lantern? And didn't wasn't there in the newest Justice League? There was a Green Lantern. I don't in know. My, uh, Maybe I. And maybe I'm just thinking of I think maybe I'm thinking of the animated shows. Because
0: <laughs> Possible. In, now in the animated shows, Possible.
1: Green Lantern is cool. Yes, very much so. So cool. We've got Jon Stewart. We've got I mean, okay, yeah, this uh
0: John Stewart?
1: Yes, Jon Stewart was um the second like African American show guy? Uh, different man <laughs> because oh, John okay, Stewart right. was the second African American superhero to appear in DC Comics. Uh-huh. John Stewart of The Daily Show, not, not African American. Well, you said it. as like, I was saying
0: it, so that makes sense. To the facts, come yes, I know. come to
1: us for the facts. I, I know that
0: John Stewart is not a black man. I am aware of that. I got that.
1: However, John Stewart, the fictional superhero, ah,
0: is is that what Green Lantern's like human name is?
1: One of them. Okay. So the first one, so the one that- So there's that multiple brought, Green Lanterns. There's multiple okay, Green right. Lanterns. So the first one, the one that famously Ryan Reynolds played, I believe, is Hal Jordan, Green okay. Lantern. Yes. Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. Gotcha. And I'm not- So a, the mantle
0: I'm, of Green Lantern like goes it, from person to person? It goes person. from person to person. Okay. See, I didn't know this. Okay. Yes. Right. Gotcha, yes. And gotcha, I gotcha.
1: don't know exactly how I'm- I'm like I'm, a, ring I'm still almost like at the surface level of sure. nerd, you know, okay. there is so much. I think it is that the ring is passed off, sure. I believe, or maybe if the previous one dies, perhaps. Boy, we went we, probably... went, we nerded
0: out really good right here. Yeah, you like, guys, you're welcome. Sorry about okay? that. Okay? Uh, that, was, that was not no, part of the plan.
1: you are, Chance apologizes, oh, I, never mind. however- I say you're welcome, no, I ladies take, and I, gentlemen. I retract
0: my apology. <laughs> Never
1: mind. We don't apologize here at the at the North Idaho You don't like podcast. it, you can listen to something else. That's true. You know there are a lot of delightful podcasts out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to think this is one of them.
1: We'd like to. Yeah. I think. Well, I almost said I, I think, think we're we delightful, are yeah, and then we might be a and biased. then I was like, that sounds a little bit. That doesn't sound humble. <laughs>
0: Sounds sounds like we think we're awesome. We just
1: we just we spend like ten minutes talking about comics and then we yeah. talk about ten minutes of us just bragging on ourselves.
0: Yeah, that <laughs> sounds sounds about, we are we are pretty awesome, guys. Wow, you know, you yeah. know I
1: can tell why I, I know why you're listening to us besides another <laughs> podcast, but
0: uh, <laughs> uh that, that oh gosh, you guys. Um, uh
1: it's it's Memorial Weekend here, soon. It is Memorial Day weekend.
0: Uh no, I historically I, I historically avoid the wilderness. Uh, on Memorial Day weekend because <laughs> okay, right, it's yeah. when everybody goes it to the wilderness. It's yep. just when the city moves into the wilderness for a weekend. Yeah, and I don't when I go to the wilderness, I don't want to see a lot I don't of other people want to
1: see a person. Yeah, no, so thank
0: you. um, no, I I genuinely actually try to av- I I avoid the wilderness mm-hmm. on Memorial Day weekend and uh, try to get some stuff done. Not so smart. um, that, that is, is smart. that is usually usually what I do on that um, talking stuff that we did plan on talking about hockey. Uh, hockey well shorzy first oh so hockey and shorzy that works um the the off of the Letterkenny show shorzy yep. is out now on hulu i'm very excited it to does check that look out funny it does, does as as you as speaking to Letterkenny fans um that is definitely uh, something that i'm excited mm-hmm. about and hockey fan, like this show obviously is tailored more for a ho- hockey crowd right so um mm-hmm. yeah uh speaking of hockey though um the calgary flames were eliminated By the Edmonton Oilers. Right, I did watch Uh, a little
1: bit of hockey You are You are, you're getting into it now, it seems like. Yeah, kind of a sports gal, you know. (laughs) Sports gal, hashtag sports gal. (laughs) Hashtag Molly Roberts sports gal, trademarked. Yep, yep, that
0: makes (laughs) makes total sense.
1: Yeah, Uh, you know.
0: Very excited uh, to see, I I mean, I was rooting for the Flames, but... uh, It is kind of exciting to see Connor McDavid. Our, I don't think there's much debate that he is the greatest hockey player in the world. Um, it's exciting to see him wow. actually succeed now. Um, for a long time, he's looked like he was in a you know a, a kidnapping ransom video when they talked to him about his season in Edmonton. <laughs> so um, he he actually seems like he's alive and happy. Good. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough. Call. I mean, so the other series hasn't wrapped up yet, Colorado and St. Louis, but I, I think Colorado is probably going to take that one. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, mm-hmm. how if if Edmonton can get past Colorado or St. Louis. But um, and the other conference, uh, I I'm now pretty much out of teams to root for over there. Um, mm. Tampa Bay is looking to 3 Pete and uh, the Calgary or not Calgary, uh, uh, Carolina Hurricanes are still battling out with the the Rangers. So we'll see how that goes. We'll
1: see see how that goes. It'll be
0: interesting to see. Follow along. Um, I'm excited about Shorzy. You've been watching a true crime show.
1: So I, you know, there was a period there where I was not really into true crime for a while, you know, it Mm, just. mm -hmm. And then uh, a couple months ago, I just got really on this true crime I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, I've been doing a lot of watching uh, TV shows The one that I've been watching most recently is called The Thing About Pam It's on Hulu, and it is based on the real-life crimes that were committed by Pam Hupp She killed one of her best friends And then the friend's husband was arrested and found guilty However, then they found out that she, uh... Lied a lot, and maybe some other things came out. So it's been very interesting. The spin that they have on it is, uh it's good. It's good. So if you like true crime, check out The Thing About Pam. It stars Renee Zellweger, and um, mm. it also has my boy Josh DeHamel.
0: Nothing wrong with Renee Zellweger.
1: And it's really good. Okay. I've been very intrigued by it. Okay. So.
0: Yeah. I need to get into I haven't been able to watch anything because my
1: internet is still out. Oh, that's another, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if uh, you know the point of contention mm. with Chance and the internet. My- well, right now the, silver, well, the entire Silver Valley apparently uh, has yeah, been struggling with the it's internet. Going um, back to the
0: dark ages out here. It's Which uh,
1: you know, I mean. So I have, uh, you know, I was recently at the Rural Development Roundup, talking with the were, USDA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did talk about broadband, and this is just this is an awful area to try and.
0: I don't know if you know this. There's connected. a lot of mountains here. Molly. There's
1: a lot, lot of mountains. Mm-hmm, yeah. In fact, they kind of we get in the way of things. Are in a bit of a valley. I don't mm. know if. I...
0: <laughs> so va- so so for those who are not familiar, uh, a valley. Is that low space between mountains?
1: <laughs> yes, it is. Thank you, Chance. Yeah, not a problem. Thank you for Absolutely. informing for me, ap- happy, happy to do it. Yeah. So we live in a valley, yes. and yeah, there is not a lot of room necessarily. Well, for one, there's not room. For one, we have uh, many rural communities of about you know ten to twenty people. Uh, about you know, we have a lot of gulches and mm-hmm, things that mm-hmm. it's simply a lot just of hollers. Yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, it's it's, this, it's a difficult issue right this now. This isn't necessarily it's a SOREL,
0: I think, too. Like, oh, when you're talking definitely. about rural areas in Bonner and exactly. Boundary Counties, oh, um, r- rural internet is definitely something that, it, it's funny, like, if you look at coverage maps, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, go to a service provider. Yep. And they go, like, here's our coverage map of the entire country. And, and like most of in. it, Most of it is, like, bright red or bright yellow, depending yes. on who the provider is. And then you zoom in on North Idaho, and it's, like, this little dark area. Right. It's like, oh. <laughs> Like, we, we, we're we the only area in the nation that still hasn't gotten uh, satellites yet for some reason.
1: For some reason, but hmm. hopefully, yeah, it is especially right now, like, having internet issues is just, it,
0: you can't pr- have them.
1: For our profession, for our, exactly. it yeah. is very it, frustrating. We need it. Yep. Like, unfortunately, it is a necessity of our job, not only with the podcast, but yep. also with our articles, also yep. with... You do a lot of digital thing, digital marketing, etc. And yeah, and we can't. I don't know. It's, I wish I could like snap my fingers, and, right? Internet for everyone. Make the
0: internet happen here.
1: It's twenty twenty two. It's like
0: that. It's like, did you ever watch uh, the the IT Crowd?
1: I did watch the IT Crowd. It's like the, mm-hmm. the
0: internet. That little. This is the internet.
1: This is the internet. <laughs>
0: it's, it's the little little bl- black <laughs> box with it, a red dot. Exactly. Yeah. Just bring
1: it to every house. Ha- this. Is the internet? You
0: see, this one I don't know what any of these things do. What's that? What's that flashing right there?
1: And I do have to say, there are there are things being done. Like there, and there are does, things in the works. And it there are things money in the being works. spent. Exactly. So so people people are should just be on patient. this.
0: Should just be patient. But
1: chance patience is a virtue. <laughs> oh
0: man, I just I wish I wish that I I had that virtue.
1: <laughs> and I really do.
0: I'm working on it.
1: Working working, on on myself, and uh, and
0: and, And and we'll get back to you guys on
1: Chance and his patience.
0: (laughs) initial success or total failure Mad Bomber Brewing Company located at 9265 North Government Way in Hayden, Idaho is a veteran owned and operated business that has been serving North Idaho since 2013 swing by the brewery today to try the freshly tapped Tripwire Red, a beer with the perfect amount of combination of full flavor and light body, it really is delicious gang, Mm -hmm. be sure to check out their special events throughout the week including trivia on Mondays, all day happy hour on Tuesdays, open mic night on Wednesdays, discounted growler fills on Thursdays, and live music on Fridays and Saturdays, Mad Bomber Brewing also Offers a wine selection of ciders for for those who may not want beer. Located near Triple Play, come by and mention the podcast when you order to receive one dollar off your first beer. Mad Bomber Brewing, recklessly brewed in Hayden, Idaho. All right, ticks in two. Cordelline Post Falls Press headlines for Wednesday, May twenty fifth. Headline: Water Worries. Mm. It's by Bill billy On these cool, cloudy spring days, and on those cold, snowy winter ones five to six million gallons of water each day come those hot summer days demand for water rises dramatically to about 36 to 37 million gallons a day that's that's a lot of water. A lot of water. That's that is that is that is something right there. But the city is not considering water use restrictions as adopted by its neighbor in Spokane on Tuesday, quote, something that drastic I would not be considering here in Coeur Lane, said Terry Pickle, water director. He said education about water conservation would be the better would be better than a quote, heavy-handed hammer. The Spokane City Council passed an ordinance aiming at reducing water use by five to two vote on Monday. According to a press release, the city, quote, shall implement a pro prohibition. On watering outdoor vegetation from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. between June 1st and October 1st and limit watering outdoor vegetation on each parcel for four days per week. Exceptions are allowed for new landscapes, vegetable gardens to maintain tree health and to mitigate wildlife wildfire risk. Quote, ultimately, this ordinance requires residents to irrigate their lawns less often and outside of peak heat hours, providing cost savings to ratepayers, while simultaneously being good stewards to our Spokane River, Councilmember Laurie Kinnear said. The ordinance does not include penalties, which which had been discussed. Quote, they changed their minds about fines, Pickle said. He said the majority of the water produced by Coeur in the summer goes for irrigation purposes, which is watering lawns and landscapes. The city paid $1.5 million for its newest well that is now online near Hutter and Prairie Roads. It can produce 4,000 gallons of water a minute. Pickle said it's a significant infrastructure investment for something that isn't used 75% of the year, but it's necessary to quench the thirst for more, uh, more, more in the dog days of summer. All told, Coeur has now 11 wells, all of which operate in the summer, and can produce up to 50 million gallons of water a day. In the winter, only two, and sometimes three, are used. The city, on average, pumps 4.2 billion gallons of water from the Rathroom Prairie Aquifer each year. Last year, it pumped 5.2 billion gallons, which Pickles said was mostly due to the hot, dry stretch in June and July that saw 100-degree days. Well... Seems like we're not getting those right now.
1: Not it's at the moment, still, not in June. We're
0: almost to June and it's still cold. Oh
1: yeah, we've still got, we've got people skiing up on Silver Mountain yeah, this weekend. That's
0: right, yeah. He said residents can reduce demand by using efficient irrigation systems. Most people overwater, overwater their lawns, he said, and much of the water is wasted due to evaporation, runoff, and poor coverage. Bickle said he has been seeing sprinklers going in the rain and even when it was snowing in April. That's... Seen it. He estimated that most underground sprinklers are only about 40% efficient, and for those residents who move sprinklers around on their lawn, that's, quote, even worse. Another problem is that water is cheap in Coeur d'Alene, where the average home uses about 25,000 to 30,000 gallons of water a month. City charges resident residential users $1.05 per thousand gallons. For those who moved here recently from Seattle and California, where utilities are expensive, that's a bargain. So they tend to use a lot of water to have a nice green yards. Pickle said. Well, that's the crux of the situation Spokane is facing. He also said that the growth of Cordellania is experiencing. It's more important than uh, for people to get into the habit of using water wisely. Now, it can be done, and it makes a difference. He said, "City parks and schools are two of the largest area, uh, largest areas water use uh, largest water users." Quote, I challenged both of them to reduce their consumption a couple years ago. He said, "Parks did by thirty percent, and schools by twenty percent." They did so by better management styles, using only what was necessary, and buying things like efficient sprinkler heads and and re- that resist wind drift. The cold, wet spring has been a blessing for reducing water usage, but Pickles knows this won't last. Summer is coming. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this has been an ongoing thing for a while. I remember, um, definitely in the hotter months, Mm -hmm. uh, the campaigns to save water, turn off your spout, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, just, just be smart about it, Exactly.
1: Yeah. If it's raining, maybe make sure your sprinklers aren't on like automatic or something. Probably not. Yeah, Yeah, that's
0: probably not a good idea.
1: All right, from press reporter to press secretary, this is about former press reporter Madison Hardy has been named press secretary for Governor Brad Little. She started her new job Tuesday. Quote, joining the governor's experienced and Idaho-focused team is a blessing, Hardy said. I look forward to helping Governor Brad Little achieve his goal of making Idaho the place our future generations are proud to call home. Party's duties are extensive. They include coordinating with little staff and cabinet to develop and manage communication activities, managing social media accounts, shooting and editing videos to increase awareness and understanding about the governor's duties, recent events, and government agency activities, cultivating and maintaining positive relationships with local, state, and national media personnel, responding to media and public inquiries, designing graphics and visuals for social media, to... Better public understanding of government actions and decisions and organizing and traveling with the governor to press events. Hardy, 24, most recently was a multimedia journalist, lead education and public health reporter for Idaho News 6, KIVI in Nampa. The former press reporter covered all things Kootenai County with an emphasis on political news from June 2020 until last December. Prior to joining the press, Hardy was a legislative intern for the University of Idaho's McClure Center for Public Policy and Research, covering the Idaho Legislature during the 2020 session. Quote, I owe much of my career to the Coeur d'Alene Press and residents of North Idaho. I look forward to visiting the Lake City soon in a professional capacity. There you go. Your old co-worker.
0: Yeah. Uh, Madison, uh, former former co-host on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very upset that she didn't mention the podcast. I'm just kidding. Um, no, oh, I, we're, we're going to start a fight here, ladies boo and gentlemen. Madison.
1: No, I'm just kidding. No, 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 Definitely
0: well-deserved. Uh, she she is incredibly talented, and uh, I, it, we'll be working with her in a professional capacity. Yeah, excellent. Mm-hmm. Moving on, headlines from Thursday, May 26. Here we go. Film uh film fans political flames this is by Woo. Devin Weeks. Comments range from appreciation for the theater showing it and support for the First Amendment to commentators turning on each other and engaging in heated politically charged exchanges. Some maintain mm-hmm. the stance of quote, if you don't like a movie, don't go see it. Hayden Cinema felt compelled to address the controversy in a post explaining that it is a locally owned theater that plays all types of movies. Quote, in recent days, we've received heartfelt messages of disagreement, messages of hatred, and threats of boycotts toward the movie 2,000 Mules and toward the theater. Hayden Cinema posted Tuesday, it said it isn't the first time it's happened. Quote, several years back when we played the Da Vinci Code in Boise, we had people protesting the content. The theater, the, the Da Vinci Code got protests? Oh, yeah. People are
1: going to protest anything. I can't remember exactly what the Da Vinci Code, is. you think code, some people but... just
0: wake up in the morning like, what am I protesting today?
1: What am I going to get mad about today? <laughs> yeah, I think so.
0: What do I want to be offended by today? A uh, Da Vinci Code. Right. Quote, people sent me letters boycotting us because we played Disney's Beauty and the Beast with the first Disney gay scene. Just a few weeks back, people boycotted Fantastic Beasts' Secret of Dumbledore. A few years ago, we played On the Basis of Sex, a biographical movie about Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, for three weeks. The list could go on and on about movies that have a social or political message to the right or the left.
1: Yeah, basically, Hayden Cinemas. right. It seems as though... Stop giving them. They, they're the
0: they're the cheap theater. Stop giving them. They are the heat uh, gang.
1: Truly. I yeah, we'll continue on Hayden and then, then we'll discuss it. <laughs> you the real
0: you the real heroes. Hayden <laughs> Cinema are. said if a movie is made about the events of January 6, 2021, if there is public interest, we will probably play that as well. Theater owner Michael Lahouse the host it. it. Said Wednesday, he doesn't want to be political. Quote, people who want to come watch it, come watch it, and they could do research on their own, he told the press. I like this idea.
1: I do too. Uh,
0: I haven't even watched it, he said. 2,000 Meals was also screened at Candlelight Christian Fellowship last week, and again on Monday, Pastor Paul Vannoy, who provided the invo- invocation for the showing, didn't know that movies needed invocations, said Candlelight itself did not screen the film, but an outside organization rented the church. Quote, they asked if they could show it here. Of course, we said yes, Vannoy said Wednesday. We were, we are were very fond of De so- Souza. De DeSouza. De mm-hmm. I endorsed the movie, but it was not Candlelight showing the movie. Candlelight events have been published on multiple online event sites and being presented by a gathering of patriots. Van Noy said that what he knows in the group is an unofficial, ad hoc gathering of a few people, but he is unsure who leads it. DeSouza, a political commentator, was paid $20,000 by the Kootenai County Republican Central Committee to be the keynote speaker at the the 2022 Lincoln Day Dinner in Coraline—that's a lot of money to be just showing up to talk.
1: Dang. Okay, so yeah, I—I I mean, I, when I when I first kind of heard about this a couple weeks, or maybe it was just last week, and mm-hmm. I did see some of the comments. Yeah, and people, oh, I'm never going to Hayden Cinemas again, mm. and I'm never. And my thought at first, right, was they. If if it was specifically they were only playing a certain type of movie with a certain type of political message, yes. Then it would be like, okay, whoa. But they're not. Sure. sure. <laughs> they're, they are, and I think, honest, I mean, I don't know much about the movie. I don't, I don't know, think I don't that I am movie. interested in I've watching it at all. Like, that's uh, not necessarily an interest of mine. But no, I will
0: not. You will not be hearing a review of this movie on this will show. Not I will not be going to this no, movie. We're not, not. Not because I disagree with her. And I just really just not. Just not interesting. When I go to the movie right. theater, it's like the reasons why IMAXs don't last anymore because, you know, how many times can you go can see you a go
1: see documentary ex- on ex- something? Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't, if you want to go see the movie, go see it. Sure. If you don't. Don't. Don't go see I that, uh, I definitely the into multiverse into that of madness Doctor Strange there you instead. Go, I went and saw that and I in fact personal delightful.
0: personal preference, I would definitely go see that more than this movie. Yeah, I just it's not
1: also the Da Vinci Code. I just have to because I was curious real quick before we move on. Okay. Uh, many of the complaints centered on the book's speculations and misrepresentations of core aspects of Christianity in the history of the Catholic Church. Oh, so that's never, they were taking it. It sounds like uh, as truth that the Da Vinci Code was perhaps truth. And I think sometimes it's important to remember that <laughs> people don't know. Sometimes stories are made up sometimes. Weird
0: how that works. But,
1: you know, all right. <laughs> if you want to go see the movie, go see it. Yeah. I, I, ch- totally chance fun. and I will not be there.
0: Um, I do find it uh, the one thing that uh, maybe new folks up here don't know. Uh, Candlelight, the the building that Candlelight is in was an old movie theater. It, it was, was the old, old showboat. Th- yes. I wonder if they actually, I've never been in this building since it was the showboat. I have, so, um, I, I don't know. Maybe they kept a screen up or
1: something? I don't know. You know what? I sort of get a little bit distracted. Last movie I saw there, napoleon dynamite
0: um that is that is definitely i miss the showboat
1: i miss the showboat too that was a really cool movie theater it was a cool movie theater yep Yep. all right moving on looking for a leader this is by devin weeks the search for a permanent north idaho college president has been narrowed to five finalists it
0: took uh, nine months (laughs)
1: Sarah Garcia, Interim Vice President for Finance and Business Affairs, told the college's trustees at Wednesday's board meeting that the Presidential Search Committee spent hours interviewing 11 semifinalists over Zoom last week. Quote, they were one-hour interviews, she said. They went very well, and they were exhausting. She said the committee has recommended five individuals to be interviewed by the board. Quote, there is a plan to work on securing dates to bring finalists to campus. Garcia said it was interesting to observe the dynamics of a committee with members who were willing to listen to each other. Hmm. Moving quickly to hire a permanent president was one of the conditions of the Northwest Commission on Colleges and Universities panel that recommended a probationary status for NIC earlier this year. Interim president Mike Sibali, the college's former head wrestling coach, was hired last fall after former President Rick McLennan was terminated without cause. Board members squabbled about exactly how and when those finalists will be interviewed this summer. Vice Chair John Getty shared with Chair David Wold that although he has scheduling conflicts and will be out of town for some of June, he is willing to conduct interviews over Zoom. Trustees Todd Banducci and Greg McKenzie took issue with that and expressed concern for inconsistencies in interview format and the speed at which the process is moving. Trustee Pete Brochet said that he agrees with Banducci that consistency is good He reminded the board that during the, special, that the last special meeting It was decided interviews would be conducted the first part of June Quote, we need to get these candidates in the interview before they take other jobs As a board, we need to make sure there's the time to meet and talk with these people to finish the process Wold called for a vote, which received a 3-0 yield to move forward with the schedule of candidate interviews with no votes for Mackenzie or Banducci. The board also discussed a resolution to reserve foregone taxes. The 2023 fiscal year budget proposal for NIC does not include an increase in taxes beyond taxing new property on the rolls. In her presentation to the board, Garcia reported that NIC currently has about $3.4 million in its foregone tax reserve old asked that a foregone tax resolution be brought to the board at its next meeting which is june 22nd the board also voted four to one to use roberts's rules of order oh maybe roberts i think i added my last name roberts's rules of order. <laughs> i got a little excited like, yeah, i was like yeah. wait do i have a rule of order no i'm sorry i believe it's roberts rule of order mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as a guideline for conducting business rather than a rigid interpretation Robert's rule of order is a manual of parliamentary procedure often practiced by governing bodies. The NIC board had been strictly adhering to Robert's rules since the tenure of Banducci as chair.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: And the saga continues. However, I like to hear that the members are willing to listen to each other. That is nice. That is nice to hear.
0: That is a a change of pace. (sighs)
1: That's a big change of Mm pace. All right, moving on. Friday, May 27th headline,
0: Little Things, Big Excitement. This is by Devin Weeks. A picture is worth a thousand words, or even better for Kaylin Kyle O'Halloran, it could be worth $30,000. Post Falls High School freshman is the winning Idaho student in the 14th annual Doodle for Google student contest. Love that. Mm -hmm. A competition in which kindergarten through 12th grade students have the opportunity to put their own spins on the Google logo. If Caitlin's work is selected from among 54 states and territory winners, her artwork will be displayed on the Google homepage for millions to enjoy. The national winner will receive a $30,000 college scholarship, and the winner's school will receive a $50,000 tech package toward the establishment or improvement of a computer lab or tech program. Oh, my my former uh, tech teacher, Gabe Lawson, is, is watching this very closely, I'm sure. <laughs> Students across the United States were given the prompt, quote, I care for myself by... Uh, I I was, I care for myself by, and then you feel it in, masterpiece titled, It's the Little Things, is a Photoshop creation showing her doing what makes her happy, listening to music while walking her dog, Bella. What a great name for a dog. Mm -hmm. Quote, I started to think, how do I help myself throughout the day? And it was doing the little things like walking my dog or listening to music, she said. That's all brought me joy kalen's doodle was chosen out of thousands of entries a period for public voting will be announced in the near future the public vote will determine the five nationalist finalists representing each grade group the winning finalist doodle will appear on the google for a for oh my day.
1: gosh well good luck that's, yeah absolutely that's coo- I good mean, luck. even just to be chosen out of thousands of entries to be uh yeah, that's cool. That's post, awesome. That's post, so cool. You know, I mean, wholesome
0: you know, us us Trojans from Post Falls, we do all
1: right. Right, the Trojans from Post Falls. You know, I Post was Falls uh, Trojans
0: are pretty talented. Not gonna lie, we, we, we do okay.
1: I was a uh, what was I when I worked in Post Falls? I think I was a tiger. Was there the Post Falls? There's a Tigers at the middle school. Uh, when I worked there. Spartans. Oh, I was a Spartan. Spartans. Yeah. Post Falls Middle School's is
0: Spartans. All I which, think I still have I always, my
1: shirt, my staff shirt. Which
0: I always found ironic because the Spartans fought the Trojans.
1: Yeah. I When I heard, I, I agree. I was kind of like, wait, and the Spartans we're are the also... Spartans and the high schools are the Trojans? And
0: correct me if I'm wrong, isn't Priest River the Spartans? I think
1: so. Mm. I think so. You went to Kellogg. But...
0: Aren't, they, aren't they supposed to be your blood rivals? Oh, um. Your blood enemies? Come on, Molly. Feign some anger here.
1: Oh, uh, oh, yes, oh, yeah. <laughs> ah! Yes, school spirit. You know, yeah. my, my sister Cosette was here. She Rah. was named, uh, she was like ASB president. Uh, she right. she, she would be on top, she'd have she'd have a reaction. If, if, I, the, if research
0: department was here, he'd be she'd up She'd
1: have a reaction. Yeah, I'm got, sorry. That guy bleeds I... purple and gold. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: yeah, he's. That
1: guy bleeds purple and gold. Yeah, he
0: does. He absolutely uh, yeah, does. Yeah, I
1: don't. I, I I don't
0: I don't, <laughs> I don't I just don't
1: have enough anger I,
0: for this chance.
1: I I don't. You know, um I did more kind of drama and speech competitions. Uh, so, our competition You guys didn't have any rivals?
0: You guys didn't have any rivals in, in speech and drama?
1: Not really because the rivals were like Lake City or Post Falls which uh, were much bigger right, than us. Sure. And so it wasn't it was like if we made it,
0: it was already a big accomplishment. It was a big deal yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. That makes so, sense. yeah. Oh, that makes sense.
0: The Broken Wheel Restaurant in Kellogg, Idaho is now open and ready to serve you breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Offering only certified Angus beef, come in and sink your teeth into a mouth-watering steak or burger. Special events include mystery darts on Fridays at 7.30 p.m., karaoke at 9 p.m. on Saturdays, and free kids' meals on Tuesdays. Open Thursday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Sunday through Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Visit the Broken Wheel Restaurant today at 102 East Cameron Avenue in Kellogg. Moves into Shoshone News Press headlines for Friday, May 27th. Headline, BLCC Addresses Ambulance District Drama. This is by Josh McDonald. This one, folks, this one's lengthy. Um, we're we're going to try to keep this pretty short. So, but I, we do want to put on a little disclaimer here. If you want the full story on this, we suggest you check out the story on yes. Shoshone yes. News Press. Josh has
1: worked very hard on this story. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. and Yeah. Yes.
0: The Shoshone Board of County Commissioners hosted an emergency meeting Wednesday afternoon to address a a distressing sequence of events that culminated in the potential resignation of several Shoshone County Ambulance Service District Board members. Much of the underlying drama came to a head last week during the SCASD's regularly scheduled meeting at the Shoshone County Fire District No. 1 Firehouse. By the way, uh, the SCASD, uh, like spelled out, SCASD. I really, really don't like it. I'm sorry. yeah, the scazzed board members went into the meeting with a full agenda, including discussions about purchasing a new ambulance. However, once they arrived at the agenda item concerning reviewing open meeting laws, they adjourned into executive session, and things within the meeting changed. When the meeting reconvened, no mention was made of the executive session discussion, and the board quickly adjourned. Following the meeting's abrupt conclusion, several board members were asked by the news press why such measures were taken to... Which their responses were all indicative of one specific cause, or rather, one specific person. Rumors concerning a number of formal complaints made by Shoshone County resident Matt Beener had been swirling for months, including an alleged recent complaint made by Beener concerning the placement of the board's meeting notices and agendas. The Shoshone County Prosecuting Attorney's Office received an email from Beener in April when he expressed his discontent with what he has perceived as violation of open meeting law. According to SCASD board members, the meeting notice and agenda were posted on a bulletin board in the lobby of Shoshone County District Number no. 1, which is outside, of the build, which outside from the Billings conference room, but not on the door into the building. Deputy Prosecutor Brittany Jacobs responded to Beaner's email, quote, This ambulance district does not keep a principal office, and therefore the location in which the meeting is being held would apply in this instance, Jacobs wrote. However, if you attempt to go to this venue in the future and cannot visibly view the agenda at its current location because the door is locked, please advise our office and I will request that the agenda for the Ambulance District relocate to allow posting to be visible to the public at all hours of the day. SCASD Chairman Bruce Van Brookie said that this was the most recent example of what has been a consistent trend. While this singular issue is just the tip of the iceberg, quote, according to Van Brookie, he said he can provide several other examples and that he and his fellow board members are, quote, sick of it. Continuing on, he said, It's gotten to the point where the entire board is fed up, Bam Brookie said. We cannot function and keep the district running with him constantly nitpicking us. Biener also mentioned concerns over the potential for misappropriation of funds by the board. Rather, that's potential For misappropriation of funds, not misappropriation of funds, as well as the use of the appointed alternate board members. The April 22nd email from Beamer Beener prompted the more than one hour long executive session during the May 19th meeting (laughs) and was the proverbial straw that broke the board's back. SCASD board member and treasurer Jerry Brantz was so upset with everything going on that he surrendered the board's checkbook and financial records to the BOCC following the day when the commissioners weren't in the office. Upon their return to the courthouse on Monday, the BOCC was frustrated with when they heard what was happened, what had happened, and sub- subsequently scheduled the Wednesday meeting, uh, emergency meeting. During that meeting, tensions became very apparent as the BOCC asked questions and received clarifications that they needed from Van Brookie concerning the current state of the board and SCASD's board frustrations all while Beener sat less than 10 feet away from them quote i was very disappointed when complaints take our uh, take our citizenry who volunteer their time to make sure that an ambulance shows up into this position when they are quitting said bocc chairman mike fitzgerald i want to make that very clear i don't like that as far as addressing a potential for misappropriation according to fitzgerald when the scasd was set up in 2020 it was decided that the new board would operate with near autonomy as Fitzgerald further explained, this was the recommendation, recommended direction for the SCSD, uh, SCASD board per the county's legal representation. Quote, our intent was to create a completely separate taxing entity, complete with its own board, Fitzgerald explained to the news press. What we have is an advisory board that answers to the BOCC. This is a similar approach that other counties in the state have used, particularly in Kootenai County, according to Fitzgerald. The BOCC selected five people to serve as the SCASD's inaugural board that same year, but also appointed two alternates, who could step into the role of board member anytime should one of the other board members step down. Quote, the alternates were also part of the recommendation for our legal team, Fitzgerald explained to the news press. We did question what their role would be, but it was recommended that we have them. The role, as explained by Jacobs in her response to Beaner, is that the altern- alternates are only available if a board member steps down from their position. Commissioner Jay Huber was incensed by the situation during the Wednesday meeting and openly called out Beaner's behavior, quote... We picked up seven fantastic individuals. John, referring to uh, John Hansen, the county commissioner. Mike and I studied over it, and we got great guys to do the job. Huber said, "It's a shame because they don't get paid a dime. It's a shame that one guy can harass them so bad that they are ready to quit." I guess now we don't have an ambulance board, so if they need an ambulance, they should call you, and you can go pick them up because you ran the ambulance board out. Referring, to, speaking to uh, Matt Beener, I think it's really tra- uh, terrible you don't ever help with the solution you only come up with complaints um, that's not the full quote there was uh, some some heated words in there as well that we omitted. Uh, Fitzgerald also mentioned during the discussion that while this meeting was specific to the SCASD, other county entities were not strangers to complaints and concerns from Beaner over the years, some of them going as far as the Idaho Attorney General's office. Despite Beener's repeated inquiries, no punitive action has ever been taken by the AG's office against any Shoshone County department. It was also brought up to, li- brought to light during the discussion that Beener had been offered a position on the ambulance board during the <laughs> formation of the board, but when he didn't respond to the offer, it was extended to another person. Fitzgerald reiterated that the purpose of Wednesday's meeting was to identify the problems and begin the process of finding solutions, which he believes they accomplished. They will now seek out further guidance from their legal counsel regarding how to move forward. Following the meeting, Beener took a few moments to address what what had just transpired. He told the news press that outside from any formal complaints concerning open meeting laws, his emails to the Shoshone County Prosecutor's Office have been, quote, concerns, not complaints. He also acknowledged that part of his reasoning for looking into SCASD is the same reason that he was hesitant to join it when he offered a spot on the board. Beener believes that the county has has misinterpreted Idaho Code 313908, specifically where it states that the Board of County Commissioners shall be governing board of an ambulance district created pursuant to the section and shall exercise the duties and responsibilities provided in Chapter 39, Title 31, Idaho Code. However, as stated previously in the story, the Ambulance Service District and its board were set up in the current form based upon recommendation from the Shoshone County Prosecuting Office to the BOCC. Essentially, Biener believes that the board is invalid which is why he believed, he did not agree to hold one of the board positions. Quote, the whole thing boils down to these guys are the board, referring to the BOCC. They're the ones who are supposed to run the show, Biener said. They want to shove down resp- shove down responsibility to someone else so they don't have to do more work. The news press will continue to follow this story.
1: Okay. Whew.
0: okay yeah that's that's quite a long one and we and we cut some stuff folks uh,
1: yes yeah, so, um, yeah the full with some other details yep. uh yep. it will be on shishonewspress.com check yep. it out
0: i agree i agree all right molly all
1: right um what do we got i wrote this story
0: what a great headline you title here. thank
1: you uh almost like they lost their will to live the beautiful yet decaying building on Yellowstone Avenue in the community of Polaris and Osborne will soon stand no longer. A dilapidated sign that reads Dance Academy with a classic pink ballet shoe painted on it is the only hint of what this building used to be. Residents of the area can expect to see Shoshone County Fire District number one running drills on the lot and in the building soon until the beginning of July or until the structure is completely demolished. Quote, and this is where I got my great headline, I've seen this many times, said the new owner of the lot, Jerry White, who works as the Shoshone County Assessor. White recently bought the property with his wife Candy and explained, If a structure is not lived in and taken care of, it will deteriorate really fast, almost like they lose their will to live. The outside of the structure shows significant wear and tear, and fortunately the inside shows even worse damage, with rotting floors, water-damaged ceilings, mold, and other forms of destruction that would be a massive undertaking to repair, which is why White decided to demolish it and use the land. Quote, I like the location of the lot the building is on and the uniqueness that it has. The state of disrepair helped us decide to demolish. However, the building wasn't always a dance academy, with an early photograph from the Bernard Stockbridge collection showing it in the 1930s as the Silver Strike Tavern. Quote, from what I've heard, it was the Silver Strike Supper Club, said local Sue Halley, who owns the Sierra Silver Mine tour in Wallace. And it was only for the muckety mucks. The common folk were not welcome. Muckety mucks refers to a person of self importance. It was closed for a long time after the Silver Strike shut down and just stood empty. Quote, it was quite a nightclub, said Jerome Bundy, who had lived in the Silver Valley for most of his life and has memories of the building being a church but couldn't recall the specific denomination. It was a round church so that the devil couldn't corner you, (laughs) he said, laughing. When the building was eventually became a dance studio, it was run by Sylvia Needles, who ended up closing the studio and moving to Utah, where she sadly passed. Uh, Joni Bartell was a dance uh, instructor. She met Sylvia for a little bit. Uh, just to really, you know, I, I would drive past this building and I just was almost drawn to it. So I asked Josh and Chance, can I do kind of a historical little, uh, article on this? And then I was told when I started doing, uh, research into it that it was going to be demolished. And when I went and looked at it, I could, it, it's, it needs to be, I mean, it's sad, but, and it has nothing to do with, it just hasn't been used. And that, that is what happens. Yeah. If, if you it's, stop taking care of buildings, then apart. exactly. So uh, Jerry White and his wife are going to plan on putting a home on the lot with a small garage. So All right. that's, you know, that's good.
0: There you go. Home of the lowest prices at all things outdoors since 1975, Black Sheep Sporting Goods is your one-stop shop for all your camping, fishing, hunting, and clothing needs. Open Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Check out Black Sheep's new location in the Silver Lake Mall. Be sure to also check out www.blacksheepidaho.com and receive free shipping on orders over $100. Black Sheep Sporting Goods, celebrating 45 years as your favorite sporting goods store. Takes us up north to the Bonner County Daily Bee out of Sandpoint. Headline from Wednesday, May 25th. Headline, Sobering Message. This is by Mm. Bo White Eagle. Lake Ponderay School District bought, brought all of its high school students together for the annual mock DUI presentation, which included a skit to drive home the "don't drink and drive" message. With graduation and summer drawing even closer, to, uh, closer, the administration of LPOSD decided it was time for the annual mock DUI presentation, bringing together students from Priest River, Lamana. La- 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 oh, I always struggle with this. Mm, yeah. Lamana. La- mm. Why can't I say this word? I know it in my mind. Lamana ma- La Lamana Lamana
1: La mana.
0: You know those words, like you just, that it's just. I, I know, oh, how to do it. Yeah. my my mouth just can't make the word. Oh,
1: definitely. Uh, it's Sandpoint, like it's like in your brain. It's yep. already yeah. registered yeah. It yeah. as something else. And then you get more no, frustrated
0: get it. because it's just not. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Sam Point, Clark Fork, and Lake Ponderay High Schools. The event, held more than eighteen years, is meant to educate students about the damaging effects of driving while under the influence of drugs and alcohol. It's something that jo- uh, Joanne Walker knows firsthand. Walker, who was hit by a drunk driver twenty three years ago, told the students how the accident. caused Caused injuries and forced her into a wheelchair for a time, as well as physical therapy. A time on crutches. After Walker answered the audience's questions, the next was a hands-on activity that proved the point with a little fun. Volunteers stood for each school were asked to wear goggles that would impair one's vision, similar to that of drinking alcohol, before attempting to complete a scooter obstacle course and a game of dodgeball. Quickly after the Google Google dodgeball game, students were then shown a short video that showed all the ramifications of not only driving under the influence, but the carnage used by using drugs or alcohol at such a young age. The video featured a montage of number of car accidents, the shock of which can audibly be heard as car accidents and the effects are depicted giving students a better idea of what can happen if one should only choose to drink and drive, but consume any drinks before getting behind the wheel. After Walker's talk and video presentation the students headed outside for a more personalized program. The dispatch call of a head-on collision between a van and a truck led students outside to witness firsthand the chaos of a drunken driving car accident. Outside told cars were set up in a collision, several students took on the roles of high school students out of their prom night, and local emergency responders arrived as if they had been dispatched to a real car accident. This event, aimed at giving the district's high, student, uh, high school students a real taste of what can happen, not only brings all the high school in the district together, as well as for local responders. Among those taking part were Lakeview Funeral Home, first responders from Bonner County Dispatch and EMS, Sandpoint Police, Idaho State Police, Selkirk Fire and Rescue, and Life Flight Network. Quote, the junior student council works with them, emergency service responders, so really the community comes together, said Mary I- Imaz, Sp- Spanish uh, 2, and student t- uh, leadership advisor.
1: Hmm. do yeah, you they... ever have anything like this at Post Falls?
0: No. No, I don't think so. And I don't- I If I don't, did, I didn't go to it.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I, a Kellogg, when I went to school, could have had something like this. I don't remember. I know Mullen recently did one of these. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, it shows awareness. I think having someone like Joanne Walker to come yep. and talk and yep. say, I was affected yep. by this. I yep. think that's one of the most powerful things that we can do to to give them that that connection to someone else.
0: Absolutely. Totally agree.
1: Alright, moving on to Thursday Pair facing charges after fight with officers This is by Anisa Keith Two Bonner County residents are facing multiple charges With reports indicating that the two engaged in an altercation with law enforcement during a traffic stop The arrests stem from events that unfolded at the 76 gas station in Westmond off of US-95 Dispatch received multiple calls on May 15th, alleging that Eric Alexander Campbell, 43, and Rebecca Knight, 43, were screaming at each other in the parking lot of the gas station. When Bonner County Sheriff's Deputy Christian Naurat arrived at the scene, the two said they had been screaming at each other because they were upset that their rental car was not working properly. Hmm. Speaking in a German accent, Campbell gave the deputy a fake name and said he had recently moved to California from Germany. Narrat waited for backup to arrive before searching the rented Mercedes GLC. Sergeant Chris Bell arrived and stood with both Campbell and Knight as Neurot began the search. Yes, Campbell.
0: Very German.
1: Name. Nein! <laughs> nein! a uh, classic German nein, name, Campbell. Nine drugs. Yes. <laughs> After beginning the search, Narat discovered a small amount of marijuana and methamphetamine in the center console of the rented vehicle. Shortly after the discovery, Campbell began walking quickly towards Narat and ignored his repeated commands to stop, according to an affidavit of probable cause. When Campbell got within arm's reach, Narat placed his hands on Campbell and Campbell then gut-punched the deputy. Oh, no. Narat tried to restrain Campbell, but he kept pulling away. The deputy told Campbell that he would use a stun gun on him if he did not stop resisting, which reduced the aggressiveness of Campbell's actions, but did not stop his resisting, according to court documents. During the struggle, Narat's body cam fell to the ground, and Campbell stomped on it. Sergeant Bell rushed to assist Narat. Campbell kicked Bell's leg as the two law enforcement officers were struggling to get Campbell to the ground. Mm. While the two law enforcement officers were struggling with Campbell, Knight approached the altercation multiple times, despite commands to step back. According to court documents, Knight approached the struggle at least ten times. Just
0: blitzkrieg them. (laughs) <laughs> it's
1: the big street <laughs> After Campbell was placed in handcuffs, he gave officials his real last name. And Did he still keep the accent the going, though? The accent, the accent? Though? right. <laughs> Hopefully he gave that up. A container containing methamphetamine was found on Campbell's person. After completing a search of the vehicle, more amounts of marijuana and methamphetamine were found, in addition to a small amount of heroin mm. and an open bottle of tequila. Okay. The two were booked into the Bonner County Jail later that Sunday. Campbell refused to sign documents indicating that he understood his rights. Well, Campbell is being held on a $150,000 bond and waived his right to a speedy trial on Wednesday. A preliminary hearing is scheduled for June 15th. If punished to the fullest extent of the law, Campbell will face 37 years' incarceration on top of a $76,000 fine. He was charged with 10 counts. Three charges of possession of a controlled substance, possession of paraphernalia, resisting and obstructing law enforcement, two counts of battery on a law enforcement officer, malicious destruction of property, providing false information to a law enforcement officer, and... Open container. That's so many. That's a lot of charges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Knight is facing three charges of obstructing law enforcement and two counts of possession of a controlled substance. She could face a maximum penalty of three years incarceration on top of a $3,000 fine. She is out of jail after posting a $900 surety bond on Sunday with the help of a bonding agency. Hmm. Okay.
0: Um, don't gut punch cops.
1: Don't gut cops don't pretend you're german if you're not right that's um that's
0: probably not gonna i you know what the only way that i would like if he just owns it like even going into court like he just he really like sticks he with just it. he sticks with it like i could respect that i can respect bit. that yeah. yeah
1: yeah but sounds like you just kind of so i lied about my name
0: but i am definitely german I'm and and you're like, good. dude, knock it off. We, like, know, you're we, we, <laughs> we know you're not. We know you're not from there.
1: Certificate right here. Like,
0: and he just like he just doubles he just down. Doubles on it. down. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I am from Berlin. Okay. It's like, all right. All Tell right, me buddy. one thing about Berlin. <laughs> See all people there? Yes. Wow. There <laughs>
1: are. <laughs> you got it. Good buddy. job, man. You got it.
0: Nice work. <laughs> all right, moving on. Friday, May twenty-seventh. Kinderhaven, see, uh, see, oh no, whoa,
1: whoa. no, no is German. Mm,
0: now, now, so I am, I am from, I am from Germany.
1: Kinderhaven. No, Kinderhaven. that was a little, I don't know.
0: That that was more Bavarian.
1: Thank Kinderhaven, you, that was, that was yeah. Bavarian. Yeah, we're yeah. not, and
0: this isn't an Oktoberfest yet.
1: No, not yet. <laughs> das Boot, <laughs> <laughs> great
0: movie. Uh, Kinderhaven can no longer exist. Mm-mm. It's by Kevin Lobsinger. At nine years old. She was in 15 foster homes in less than two years before <sighs> arriving at Kinderhaven. And in the time that she had been with the group foster home, she has made tremendous strides, Jennifer Plummer, Kinderhaven executive director said. She will also be like, she will. Also, she also will likely be one of the last at risk use the facility won't be able to help. Mm-hmm. Thursday, Kinderhaven announced it will be closing due to enforcement of the Families First Preservation Services Act passed by Congress in 2018. Quote, We are sharing a message we never thought we would have to deliver, Kinderhaven announced in a statement. After serving thousands of local children for over 25 years, the Kinderhaven we have all known and loved can no longer exist. There is hope that at some point, Kinderhaven will be able to reopen as a group home. However, Plummer said that for that to happen, it will likely take some kind of legislation. The act mandated that all group homes for foster youth be qual- be a qualified residential treatment program facility. QRTP group homes are required to have a trauma-informed treatment model with licensed clinical therapist on site. The facility in this classification are required to facilitate outreach and engagement of the child's family in the child's treatment plan. In addition, facilities provide discharging, planning, and family-based aftercare supports for a le- uh, least for at least six months. As of June 2021, Children's Village in Coeur d'Alene is the only one of five Idaho federally accredited QRTP facilities. It also has has the only crisis nursery after uh, available to shelter children starting on the day of their birth. While the legislation was passed in 2018, Idaho delayed implementation of the law. That delay ended in October of 2021, and Kinderhaven has been working with the state with state officials ever since to try and come up with a way to keep the facility open. They've received nothing but the highest of compliments and praise for the facility, how it has operated the, and the work it has done, Plummer said. While the facility won't be able to accept new children, the youth living at Kinderhaven are staying until, quote, they can be transitioned to whatever their forever home looks like. Since making the decision, Plummer has been meeting with local agencies and officials to let them know. Uh, let them know that Thursday, Kinderhaven officials posted a notice to announce the pending closure to its website. And while changes are ahead, even though she doesn't know what that means or will look like, Plummer said Kinderhaven will still exist in some fashion. All of Kinderhaven's staff and board said they and the children are deeply thankful for the community and its unmatched support and dedication. Quote, We can all be so very proud in the knowledge that we have. I didn't. Healed the hearts and changed the lives of so many local children, she said. Plunder, Plummer and Chambers said they know the community will have many questions and said residents are welcome to reach out. If they can, they will answer those questions. And they are able to figure out exactly what Kinderhaven's next chapter will look like. They will show that with the community as well. While Kinderhaven is closing, Children's Village in Coeur d'Alene successfully managed to become one of the only five Idaho federally accredited QRTP facilities. It also has the only crisis nursery available to shelter children starting the day of their birth. The loss of Kinderhaven further exacerbates the lack of foster homes in the region, and Plummer encouraged everyone to think about becoming one. Well, that's not good, Molly.
1: Yeah, I looked up the Family First Prevention Services Act just because I was curious about what exactly. And it, it was enacted to turn the focus of the current child welfare system towards keeping children safely with their families to avoid the trauma that results when children are placed in out-of-home care So it's be, and then to provide, like, mental health services, substance use treatment to the families. Now, that being said, I mm-hmm. think that is a a... I don't know. We talk a lot about a perfect world. In a perfect world, yes, everyone should be able to live with their families. Everyone should be able to stay with their families, be supported by their families. But that doesn't work. That doesn't work all the time. And so it is sad. It's sad that something like this – I mean, that first one at nine years old, I moved from southern Idaho to northern Idaho when I was 10. Mm -hmm. And that affected me greatly. Mm -hmm. 15 different foster homes at the age of nine. That's a lot. That's a lot of foster homes. So that's where I'm not saying Not a lot of stability like, there either. That, the stability. That's uh-huh. what these kids need is the stability. So it sounds like things are still, there are still people that want to support the uh, the youth that are in and out of the foster care system. Um, so there are still things, there are still going to be support there. Just yeah. not in the form of Kinderhaven, it sounds.
0: Mm, gotcha. Well, that's unfortunate.
1: Unfortunate.
0: All right, let's push even further north to the Bonner's Ferry Herald. Headlines from Thursday, May 26th. Molly, what do we got?
1: Okay, 7.9% voter turnout, May 17th primary. Oh, this is by Emily Bosung. Mm-hmm. The Boundary County Commissioners canvassed the May 17th primary election ballots on Monday, May 23rd. Boundary County Clerk Glenda Poston said there was approximately 47.9% voter turnout. She said that this is good turnout for the county and is consistent with historical turnout in Boundary County. Poston said there were many compliments for the poll workers. It... "'Is a hard job,' she said. Poll workers start at 7 a.m. and stay until about 10 p.m. "'Members of the clerk's office were there until almost midnight.' Quote, they are a dedicated bunch of men and women. We had watchers and challengers at every location. Most complimented everyone on the job that they did. She said there were a few calls to the clerk's office complaining of people greeting voters with flags and literature 100 feet away from the polls. Mm. For the 2020 general election, the Bonners Ferry Herald reported a turnout of 87%, with 6,426 of the 7,420 registered voters casting their ballots in Boundary County.
0: that's Wait, pretty good. eighty-seven percent turnout, eighty-seven
1: percent in the twenty twenty general election. Aren't
0: Boundary County making everybody else look bad, well, pretty
1: bad. It was a day of record turnout in Boundary County as lines were forming out from yeah. the polling places all over the county. Six percent. So, yeah, I can't imagine. First that they off, expected kudos the, to
0: you guys. Kudos, like, kudos. Wow, Bonner's Ferry getting out there and voting. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, even this last like forty-seven point nine percent. That's it's pretty good. It's not bad. Pretty good. Not
0: bad. That is nuts. That is really good. Once again, we'd like to thank Heckla Mining Company for sponsoring this episode. To learn more about Heckla Mining Company, please visit hecklamining.com. Molly, we are done for the day.
1: We are done. Hopefully my internet's fixed. To now go and fight the crab people.
0: Crab people. Crab people. Yeah, this is South Park reference if people don't understand what we're talking about.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) If.
0: No, we, Molly and I just like made up crab people on the spot.
1: Obviously, we did.
0: Actually, we didn't even make them up because they are a real thing.
1: They are a real thing. Obviously, uh, we are basically Matt Stone and Trey Parker over here. Absolutely. Thank you with our delightful ideas. I hope you've forgotten about the one that we talked about at the beginning of the show because it is trademarked. It so is. It is. so it is. do not You're pursue that venture. Sorry. Um, but pursue your own ventures that you've created in your own beautiful minds yeah. yeah so you want
0: you want to make you want to be, make millions of dollars think of your own ideas think
1: of your own ideas my darlings and uh, have a wonderful memorial weekend Absolutely. Chance and I will probably not see you because we're gonna stay out of nature away yeah. from people but yeah. if you go out have a wonderful i'll get time. some sun but i'm definitely not oh yeah no maybe we'll get some rollerblading in yeah we'll be Ooh, outside but go. just not yeah. like camping in yeah, nature yeah.
0: yeah that's that's probably yeah. probably smart uh so- if you guys are interested in the stories we talked about today and the ones we did not check us out at www.coeurdalenepress.com newspress.com, bonnercannon.com or the bonner story Herald.com. if you listen to us on a podcatcher or music app such as spotify pandora apple podcasts um what else are we on stitcher Stitcher. Uh, iHeartRadio. Yeah. I, uh, Player all FM. Of all of them. All, of them. All, all, all the things. All the things. Besides YouTube. but Besides YouTube. We're working on that. We'll get there. Um, if, if you, you want
1: to see our cute faces.
0: Exactly. Uh, subscribe to us and leave a nice review. We really appreciate that, guys. We do appreciate and it. And please jump over to the North Idaho Now Facebook page and give us a like on there as well.
1: That all right, everybody. Delightful.
0: Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week.
1: Bye.